1: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peverell, joined by my co-host as always, Marky D, Marky Davison. How you
0: doing, mates? Yeah, pretty good, mate. On the uh, on the visual side here, it's it's almost the mo Bro Show. It is uh, almost
1: the mo Bro Show. I love we're, it. We're,
0: we're cracking in our mows, aren't we? As I look to my to my left and to look into the mirror of myself here, uh, it's November. It's 14 days in. Um, you know, the Moes are, are glistening. They're, they're shining. Um, on the audio side, though, you don't care about that. You care about the Steelers, a five and three. How good's that? How good mate, is that?
1: It's so good. And then the Miami Dolphins, mate. The Miami oh, Dolphins mate. did us a solid. I got to watch a bit of that at the end of the game there. And that was uh, some awesome defense. Man, what about Xavier Howard? Did you see that run back he did after you got that interception? Man,
0: he's. I tell you, thank you, refs, for not blowing that play dead. Thank you. Hallelujah. They let the play go. Great. Uh, it was, a, it was a, a forced fumble, recovery, run for a touchdown, score. And they go up to, to have, you know put themselves in front. Um, I say thank you to the refs because that was a, a play in, in history where they normally throw the flag or they call the whistle and they say that it was incomplete. Let them play and then, and then judge it after. Um, I was so happy to see the Dolphins played that game. They end up they end up blitzing, I think, twenty-five to I think thirty times, um, and I love the way how they played Jackson. People were saying it wasn't Jackson's fault. No, 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 no. It was. It was the O-line fault. The Ravens weren't ready. Um, the Dolphins were showing seven or eight in blitz, dropping out two. Um, they had in coverage. They had three or four, you know, safeties back there. It was. If you go back and watch that game, a fantastic defensive scheme game. And they had them. They had them all all day.
1: Well, and this is it, right? So you've hit on a couple of awesome points there, Mark. Like, number one, I want to say, can you imagine Minka in that defense as well with Saving Howard and Brandon Jones and all the rest of it? Like, that would be, like, lights out. But I think you're, you're, you're totally right. And, like, yeah, some good stuff in the live chat we will get to that. I don't want to lose the train of thought. thought. Uh, you know, but there's, a, there's now on tape what you need to do to beat the Ravens. And you kind of feel... Like I think Miami Dolphins played well, right? They've won two weeks. Mm. I think they've won two weeks in a row now. I might in a row, insane, right? <clears throat> yep. And so they're two. They were two and seventeen going into this game. But the thing about what Miami did is that, like, you know, I don't want to look past what they did because they had a t- tremendous defensive game. Like, you've got to rock up to win the <clears throat> game, but and you have got to rock up to play. You know, and we talked about rock up. You know, a couple of weeks ago. So now I want to I want to work that in because it is something that I use a lot. But. The Ravens have had all these close wins and now you finally start to see it come, come to a bit of a four. And I think they're going to have to go through a moment over the next few weeks. Like what the Browns did last week, where you have a loss. You've started off the season really well. Are you going to come crashing down back to earth? Or can you like, is it just a stumble as you continue on? And that's, what's really interesting to see. But when we talk about this week and, you know, the title of the show about revving the playoff engine, <clears throat> the Steelers aren't in the playoffs yet. They're not going to be in the playoffs for the last few weeks of the season. But can we put that foot on the pedal? You know, like after you've restarted yep. the car, after you've got a flat battery, and you're revving the engine and you're getting pumped up and you're recharging that battery, this is the time to do it. This is the time to win the games that you should, get the top of the AFC North, hold it, stay in the competition, at least solidify, you know, that, that seventh spot for the playoffs. And steals have the opportunity this week. And that's what I'm really excited about. It's just as we were last week and it's what it will be for the next few weeks. They can control their own destiny to a degree now, right? Because the reality is if you get these wins and then you split the remaining games of the division, as long as we beat the Bengals, but you know, if we can win the next game against the Browns, you know, and then split against the Ravens, we could have this. Or even if we lose to the Browns, we beat the Ravens twice. Yeah. We might actually have the AFC North and, that's what I'm really excited about from this week. And, you know, I'm just glad that, you know, like, good on Lamar. Like, I'm not a Lamar fan, but good on him. Like, you know, he's carrying that team. He's, But one thing I would say is you saw him getting angry at those wide receivers. This really could come crashing down to earth. I'm ben telling Mike. you. And Tucker us... missed the field goal like. Well, it was such, always... a defense, yeah. such a good defense.
0: Such a good defense, So really. You go back and watch that game. and If you guys can, if you had the opportunity, you have game pass or whatever, or go around a mate's house. The game was a brilliant game plan. Um, oh, the second they,
1: half's worth watching, for sure. Oh, like,
0: it was yeah. unbelievable. Uh, Lamar Jackson got sacked four times. They couldn't go anywhere. They tried doing the um, the halfback toss or the, the option route to throw to the running back. They couldn't go anywhere. Even if Lamar did scramble, they had seven people in the box to run him around a little bit. By the time the cornerbacks or the safety knew that it was a run for Lamar Jackson, they'd run down to the box and help out. So he was never getting away. He could not hit... I just I can't believe they played that defense. It was such a good defense to watch. They held the Ravens for three points for so long. Um, uh, Xavier Howard had the, the fumble and ran away. And the Dolphins, look, you got to cheer them on. Like if you're a Dolphin fan, you you're not going to the playoffs this year. But it was a fantastic win, and it gives the the rest of the NFL to say, hey, we can beat Lamar. We can beat these Ravens. Um, Harbaugh was so upset on the on the sidelines, and it helps us out too. If we win this game versus the Detroit Lions, we are number one in the AFC North, and we are trending up. Whereas yeah, all the other teams, Bengals, two losses. Browns, are they Super Bowl Browns? What can they do? Ravens lose, and they're just sneaking. They snuck away three times with three um, uh, overtime games. So, And the Steelers are trending up. What more do you want, Steelers Nation? What more do you want? That's it.
1: That's it. And so Brian Brown brings up Aussie Steel's family. That's it. You know, we've got Sean Manahan in the live chat. We've got Brad Jewett, you know, we've got Jair was in there. Think, I think first, just me, Brian, obviously Owen, Mike Wood, you know, Dust Thunder's in there too. Just, just, and then there's some people as well that obviously watching right now that are in the live chat too. And then obviously, you know, so we're so excited to have you all like this. It, it's what makes it, you know, a YouTube show on a Facebook live show and you know, having all you guys in the live chat. We also want to recognize because Mark and I do a lot with the live chat and we, we love talking to you guys, we love interacting with all the questions. We also want to all like acknowledge the our uh, audio listeners too, because we have a really good podcast following that started out with this before we're on this, and I know that some of the people in the live chat listen to all the podcasts too, uh, but not everyone can make our show. It's a Saturday night, that doesn't work for everyone, you know, in the States. But we're just thankful to everyone that's supporting us as you know, touch down you know, and Marky D and Matty P and, you know, so we're just really
0: excited to be able to talk
1: Steelers with you all. It's been a big week where, yeah, we're just keen to crack I, into it.
0: I, I just want to say right now to the audio guys, um flip it. You're overcooking it. Flip it. Because they might be making breakfast. You never know. <laughs> slow, slow down. Don't drive. I was going to say
1: eyes on the road. Eyes on the road. <laughs> Remember to indicate indicate, particularly if you're in Australia, people don't indicate in Australia. I don't know why I hate it. Actually, they don't indicate I'll be I'm just gonna bring this up. When I drove from LA to San Diego, almost two years ago, two years ago, I can't believe it was two years ago. Now, man, no one indicated doing like 80 mile an hour and no one's indicating. you have got to indicate for a reason. I don't well, know. Also, drive safely, uh, people.
0: Drive, safely. Brian Brown brings up you, says you guys are early today. I think because you guys actually have the daylight savings in America now.
1: Yeah, that's so, right. They've swapped all over. Yeah. yeah.
0: So when we start normally, it's an hour, it's an hour difference, I think. Um, it's better for us because we get the game tomorrow versus Detroit at 5 a.m., which is so much better. Um, so much and better. then and then the 4 p.m. games is uh, 8 a.m., and then the, uh, the next one is 12 lunchtime. So yeah. It all around this time, week 10 and week nine, uh, it changes for you guys and it's better for us.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's uh, it's almost 9 a.m. on our Sunday morning here, live from the future as always. But Mark, let's let's get into that. Like, you know, you and I didn't get to talk, you know, we tried to, we're being very careful, listeners, around how much we talk because we want things to be fresh and we want to react live, you know you know, to the game and Mark did a really solid job this week. So I don't, if people didn't catch my war room show this week, which, you know, there's people have busy weeks. I didn't watch the game live this week. It happened during the middle of the day, Australian time. And, you know, and I was during my work day. So I saved it up, I turned off all the notifications and I watched it live at night. Like it had a really authentic experience. <laughs> uh, I was my Tuesday night would have felt like what you guys do on a Monday night. So it was really kind of fun. Uh, so it was. It was really, really good to see that. And so I asked Mark. I messaged him before, it and oh, I was yeah. like, "Oh, Mark, you know, is it positive? You know, I, it was middle of the game. I was like, is it positive? Should I bother like, you know, saving it for tonight?" And he didn't even respond. And I, I didn't like, write back. Come on, man. Come on. And I'm like, sending question marks, and Mark's not responding. But Mark, now we get to talk about the game. What? Are you, how are you feeling after it? You know?
0: Well, it was yeah, a, pretty it was a weird, good. Weird game.
1: Like when, you, oh, especially very... when you watch it back, man. I can only imagine what you're
0: thinking at the time. and well the, the when your message came in we are up about 14-0 and I didn't okay, want to give you right. a, I didn't I didn't want to give you any clue at all. Um so I just chose not to write back. <laughs> I just thought and then your second lot of messages came in and was like I oh, call man. like look, what what is really happening I need to know is it a good game a bad game and I think we're around 14 to 3 half halftime. I thought we were really good. I thought the defense played well at the start. Uh, I thought the you know the, the TJ was was he or TJ came near the end of the game. Um, but the offense was playing pretty good. You know, I'm feeling pretty comfortable. Um, and then we had the 20 to six, and it all—I know we're going to talk about it—but it all stopped with the Ray Ray, the Ray Ray uh, fumble, and they gave them seven points, and they came back in the game. I think the Bears actually scored 22 points in the fourth quarter. Did you know that? However, however, going into the, th- the third quarter, they were they were rushing down the field, and they were, they were about you know—they were about 50 yards or 40 yards, so. That gave them a bit of a, a you know advantage. However, the Bears came back 22. Um, it's look a win is a win, really, you know. And we sure. are we didn't we didn't play we didn't play well, you know, with the, in the offensive line. However, there are certain plays where I think they did play well. The offensive line, Moth was had time to get in the end zone, and it reminiscent of like the 2007 or 2006 you know Stealers when Big Ben had time in the pocket. He runs out to the left and slings it to the end zone. Fryermuth opened for a touchdown. And the O-line picked up the blitz, picked up the – they end up having like four four bears in, in one, um, you know, big group. So, uh, look, that's – look, they're hurting us. They're hurting our heart for sure. Like, you're so keen. And then next minute we're down 27-26. <laughs> like, how does that happen? And then we go to win a field goal. Like, unbelievable. Well, Mark,
1: Sean Manahan, $2 in the tip jar. He says the Steelers is going to be 6-3 and three and –
0: Without winning against the
1: Bears, we wouldn't be six and three. So, no, you no, know, it'd be five and four. So, you know, and I think that's what Steel fans got to be really thankful for, right? Like, you know, at the end of the day, we got the job done. Doesn't matter how close it was. I don't want to, I don't want to labor too much on the Cassius Marsh thing. I think it was right for him to be penalized. It's been done all season. I thought it was a, I don't want to say the word because we, we get done on YouTube for it, and we're a family show. But I think mean, it was a dumb move from him. It was a spiteful move. I get, you know, if he'd gone straight to them and done something really quickly, fine. Yeah. But that was just, mate. You have a like, okay. Fairness. He's played more NFL games than you and I are ever going to play. But at the end of the day, you're acting as if you're TJ Watt. Like TJ Watt had three sacks. He performing on like that, you know, and almost taking the lead for the NFL for the sacks. Well, no. So you don't need to, You don't need to behave like that.
0: Well, looking back at it, I didn't think it was a very good call. But looking back at it, I think okay, it is a call because he did go about 15 yards to the sideline, and he muscled up and he gave him big, a big stand. You can't do it. That, that's what they're calling this year. You can't do it, right? So the Bears fans are upset, but there's a point where maybe, just maybe, do what TJ Watt does, and when you when you celebrate, go down the middle of the field and look at the look at the big TV. You know, don't worry about going to the sideline. There was this history there, of course. So he had he had intent to do it. Now the emotion comes in. How can referees flag on emotion? That gets a bit hairy. At the end of the day, though, I think with any of these penalties, and some, some are yes and some are no, we don't, don't agree with, but if you're Marsh, um, make the tackle and run to your sideline as fast as you can. If you know the if you know the refs are doing this on that on these calls, you make yeah, yeah. the tackle and you run to the sideline and you don't do anything because it costs them the game. They they would have had a better chance to win for sure.
1: Yeah, and, and this is the thing, right? So, what I guess, because I've got a few things about this game. What are, give me two things that stood out for you for this game that you don't think necessarily everyone cottoned oh. on to or that you were surprised about? Give me, give me two things that the Steelers I'm, did that you're, that surprised you.
0: The Boswell uh, fumble recovery that didn't get acknowledged by the AFC player special team of the week. Are you joking? Are you
1: joking? As Pat McAfee said? You know, he had one of the best quarters ever in the nfl at least from a
0: mate that in the punter like some dude from like the chief land got the uh he did like four kicks and he got one average for like for 50 or something boswell nails two field goes over 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 50 and gets a field goal winner over 40 yards and a recovery and you don't give that guy the recognition oh the week
1: after he's got concussed after trying (laughs) to throw like a touchdown pass and being like laid out or for foul that didn't get caught. Is Chris Boswell the most underrated player in the, in the NFL right well, now? Or the most I, underrecognized? He didn't even get a penalty called.
0: Exactly. I, I think underrecognized because uh, Justin Tucker is about 90%. If you go into Boswell's stats, Boswell's 88% for his career. Only 2% difference. And they're saying that Justin Tucker is a legend, future Hall of Famer. And Chris Boswell is getting nothing. Nothing. Not even the recognition to say, okay, he got the fumble and the three field goals to win him the game. Ben put them Justin in the position. Tucker,
1: Justin Tucker has a few years on Boswell, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, it, I, I, I think he does. But at the same time, you know, if you're going to look at stats, eighty-eight percent and ninety percent are pretty pretty similar. Um, and and Tucker missed the other field goal, forty yards the other day, and no one says a word because he's a legend. But Boswell gets three field goals, and there's nothing. There's no recognition at all. I don't oh. understand. They yeah, don't like Tucker's it. He's
1: got and, three more years on him too.
0: Yeah. Like... Well, the NFL doesn't like the Steelers. They don't like us to be, you know. TJ Watt. Well, my second thing would be TJ Watt. Three sacks in this game, and there is not a word, or there's a few NFL, you know, uh, MVP or the guys' caliber to to rate them. Are saying he might be defensive player of the year, but they're still giving it to Garrett somehow. I don't know how that's going to go to Garrett. Like, come off it. I don't. Come I don't understand.
1: TJ has, and I also think with Tucker too. If Tucker was kicking in Pittsburgh, right? Now, I'm not disputing. Tucker is a fantastic kicker. Yeah. But, like, if, if I just pulled up their stats, right? And Tucker's made three times as many field goal kicks over 50 yards. But Tucker don't have to kick in Pittsburgh. Like, you know, where there's an end of the field that's basically impossible to kick. Like,
0: I've got one more thing about field goals, the field goal podcast.
1: The field How goal podcast. Not the actually- pizza podcast, the field goal podcast.
0: And bagging out the announcers. You and I could have done a better job announcing this football game because these announcers, there was one time with the last-minute field goal which had my heart almost turning upside down. And they said, oh, my, it's hit the crossbar. No, it didn't. It didn't hit the crossbar. It landed like six feet or or ten feet short. And the announcers got it wrong. And you're meant to paint the picture for everyone. And for me watching the game, I understand you're watching the TV but can you stick your head out the window and say hey mate like what's the real, what's the, the real truth of the fact and and mate, last it, time, is, it was clear like you, if you rewind
1: it it's actually oh, clear like the crossbar is here and it misses like the foreground of the picture the ball is in the middle ground it never enters the foreground of the picture
0: like it was absolute joke absolute joke you can't paint that picture that way and make the Steelers fans because if you just say oh he's he kicked it and it's oh it's gone 10 yards short Steelers win that's great we we feel better and lastly, there was a time when they scored the point, I think they were 26-26, and one of the announcers, I think I put it in the Slack channel, one of the announcers says, they probably should go for two here, they have a better chance of going for two and have and have a chance to win. And then he backtracked his statement and said, oh no, actually, they're, they're better off going for one point. Of course they're better off going for one point. Like, why would you go for two points
1: in that scenario? But what about the announcers The announcers <laughs> live? Did you hear what they said about Najee?
0: yes that too what are now you she's doing
1: sleeping on the floor and then now she's like i didn't sleep on the floor
0: oh there, there was almost there was always another point too where they started talking to him they were saying they were talking to him as he was like a spider like saying if you just talk to him nicely he'll talk nicely back to you did you catch that part they were saying where yeah you know, yeah, yeah yeah come on man come on man can't be doing that like it's they don't know that, they don't know these Steelers. They don't know, they don't understand. They they you know, look, homelessness is a big problem. We're not gonna get into that. And I understand all these things with mental issues and that kind of stuff. But Najee went on Twitter and just said, I slept in a bed.
1: <laughs> but he's playing at Alabama at that point. I they know. were saying he was sleeping on the floor in college. He's not sleeping on the floor. He's like playing he's one of the busiest running backs in all of college football. He ain't sleeping on the floor, he's sleeping on like I you know, know. A, probably a six thousand dollar mattress. You know, I like, don't.
0: Know. I, I don't understand these. Some of these announcers, they just uh trying to make the narrative worse or harder than what it is. You Hits can't make cross- it up,
1: like Brooke Pryor's making them up on Twitter, like changing the score halfway through a game. I mean, this is yeah. this is ridiculous.
0: It's it's crazy. But, but, over, but overall, what else to
1: out to you about the Steelers? You know, like in terms of you know what well, they did differently well, or, or not differently. In the
0: well, actually, there was one, actually one last thing I would say that uh, I don't think I've ever seen it before um, in the stats. The, I think three receivers had six carries combined for, yeah. for, for 30, 40 yards. I don't remember seeing a game. We've used the receivers as a stealer like that. Um, being six carries, you don't normally see that that high amount of carries. Where I think it was Washington went off the went off the edge. Uh, Claypool got the first down. I think DJ was even involved. I think I think each receiver had two runs, and that kind of breaks up the running game as well to help out Najee. So we're talking yeah. about who's at, who's our second running back, and the Steelers are using their receivers as running backs, and they're using anyone. I think they even used Freimuth was in there well, too. Well, this
1: is what this is one of the things I wanted to talk about is that shovel pass from Ben to Freyamuth. I mean. That's something we haven't seen a lot. I liked it. I mean, it was very like rugby S, except it was a forward pass. But a lot like I really liked it. I, I yeah. and, and and that goes back and goes into the second thing that I wanted to talk about, which is gentry. I mean, gentry is blocking in this game. Like he stands up on tape. Like before our show today, you know, I was lying in bed. I just woke up. I watched the game in 40 minutes. You know, on game pass, you can watch the mm-hmm. 40 minute one. And it did stand out to me when I watched the actual game. But, you know, when you're watching the full game, you know, who's blocking it kind of, you're more focused in the tempo of the game, particularly when you're watching it late like I am and I just want to know who wins the game, right? But when you watch it back, there are a lot of some of Najee's best runs. Like Gentry is in there, man. Like you and I sure. were making fun of him at the start of this season yeah. and whatever. He's showing up. Like I'm excited about what this could be. And it goes what to back to what Bad was talking about in the preview a little bit around the new... Um, linebacker that they signed from the Falcons about one man's trash is another man's treasure. Man, I liked what I saw from Gentry.
0: And even with, 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 with uh, Fryer move too. And I have to do our Manly Award soon. Do we get into the, the shield? Do we bring up shields chat on my Oh We haven't, we haven't yet. No, 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 I was okay. waiting
1: for a break in play. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and now uh, two minute TV timeout. <laughs> Uh, we bring up Shields, $5 in a chip jar. Thanks so much, Shield. Big uh-huh. fan of the show, Shield91. Aloha, mate. Tuning in from Oahu. I think that's, Is that how you say it? Maybe I'll stuff that up.
0: No, no, you've made me Oahu. stuff that up. Wait. Oahu. Is it Oahu? Oahu. It is Oahu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Oahu, yeah.
1: yeah. It's, it's like one of those, you know, like with the Pacific Islands sort of style, you know, Things so people say Samoa, but it's Samoa, you know, it's hard to mm-hmm. like, you know, some people say Tonga, but it's Tonga, like it's, anyway. Uh, but he says, strange trying to keep up with football five hours behind, but looking forward to tomorrow's game. Cheers, Shield. Try being 12 yeah, or 14 well, hours on behind, minute.
0: mate. Hang on, mate. Hang on, Shield, mate. We gave you a bit of a prep up talk before you run, but five hours, we're 14, maybe 15 hours behind.
1: That's a good time, mate. Like particularly if they're playing yeah. at 4 p.m., mate, you get on the Bevies, you know, oh, you yes. start early. <laughs> that's good. That's a good time.
0: I think I think right in our news, Odell Beckham Jr. is just signing for the Rams now. Uh that's what just came in. Really? I it, yeah. I, I also
1: heard that Cam Newton's going back to the Panthers. <laughs> Know, it's just yeah. some idiot on Twitter that's tweeted that out. I don't know if that's It's
0: if, like if that's happening. Pey- Peyton Manning is coming back for Super Bowl uh, 50. He's going to win that. That's, it. that's how slow we're getting our news in Australia.
1: That's even if we get the news.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, well, there was for a period of time. I think for a month we weren't allowed the news. That was quite quite comical. <laughs> yeah, that's right, we weren't.
1: Those American tech giants decided we weren't going to be listening to anything. For... You and
0: I, you and I, couldn't even go on the uh, behind the still uh, uh, still curtain that's right. uh, website or Facebook, Facebook page. We, we, we weren't Locked. allowed anywhere. Uh, yeah, we were gonksy. So we were worried actually.
1: But and I don't know if people missed that show or not. But the, the show that we did that week when Facebook and Google tried to ban all news in Australia, like. Mark and I literally did not know whether we were going to have the show or not. Like we did the show assuming that it was going to go live, but we were literally very worried there was going to be no show.
0: Yeah, we had no news at all, uh which is maybe a good thing, but we couldn't get any sport, like it was so strange. So weird week. That was a was weird a week. Upside down for sure.
1: Particularly like at work, I, one of my clients was a, is a is a big player in the social media space and <laughs> they were freaking out big time. But uh anyway, is what it is. But uh Mark We've had another game which means yep. we've got another ep- we've got go. another set at Ironheart BTSC Manly Awards Ironheart segment
0: give it to us Well let's I I actually I cheated a little bit because we we use the same page so some of our answers are very similar but you have to give you have to give these guys points Who's your number 3 this week? Who's your number 3 points for the best player?
1: Uh oh I'm trying to remember who I had now Uh well we we have the it. same you you had Muth. <laughs> that's right yeah because right. now the reason why I'm stalling actually is I changed it three times really yeah this week I could have given points to a lot of people okay so this week I had moved because I mean it's two touchdowns there's some key plays when I watched it back there's that shovel run we're talking about. There was that. There was a key catch that he made to continue the uh, field goal drive in the fourth quarter. Massive from Pat Freemuth, Right. He's just absolutely developing. I talked about him in War Room this week. Obviously, when I do the rookie reports, he's you know one touchdown off being the best in the NFL with with tight ends. He's ahead of how many? How many do you know how many t- uh, touchdowns Kyle Pitts has, Mark? A top ten draft pick. One. Zero. Is that right? Zero, I unless I—I I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I saw zero. Oh wow! There you go. Even if he's got like, ooh, now you've got me questioning. I'm pretty sure he's got. I'm pretty sure he's got zero. I heard that. Why? Well, I—I I, I just
0: guess i I yeah,
1: assume he there. But he's definitely got less of back free moves, right? There you go. But I, but Pat's really stepping up, right? And so the Pat gets the three points this week. Uh I'm excited, excited for what Pat can do. And as I said on War Room this week, I won't go into War and Peace on it, but. I honestly, what Pat is doing now is not just helpful for Ben this season and it's very helpful for Ben this season. It's helpful for the Steelers in a couple of years time when we've got a rookie quarterback.
0: Yeah, and we'll, we'll, actually my three points this week was Vermouth as well. Everything you said, I agree with. And I want to add one more thing. His blocking is brilliant. Um, There's a few plays where he did go around the outside and he, he, he let, uh, had a lane for Najee Harris. So his blocking is really good. But it's a guy in progress too. We can't, you know, crown him to be the best player of all players or ever play the game just yet. Um, But he had two touchdowns. He has sure hands. He's playing pretty good. Playing pretty good football. Who's your number two? And I, I, I know say, if you don't know, I what should I know. say Carpins
1: does have one touchdown. I have, I have checked that.
0: There you go. I've checked that. <laughs> Who's your number two? If you don't know it, I know it. <laughs> no, I pulled it up. To
1: remember. It's Chris Boswell, man. Yeah, hundred percent. But you know, I'm also not just jumping on the train like the rest of the NFL. I gave Boz points a couple of weeks back. You did I remember, right? You did. So Boz is I man. You can't give, like you almost need to give him a point for the fumble recovery, a point for the game winning touchdown, exactly. and a point for exactly. getting two fifty yard field goals. But they don't. That doesn't beat two touchdowns from Pat Freemuth. But Boz Wizard of Boz, I think he's overtaken Tucker. I know Tucker's had a better career so far. I just think this season. Boswell needs to be the AFC the AFC kicker for the Pro Bowl.
0: Just me. Well, I, I kind of like how Bos is so you know hidden and secret because they put all the pressure on Tucker to him to be the best, and we can be the second best. Because exactly. like I said, he's got eighty eight percent kick rate. Yes, he had a down year, and even last week he got knocked out. So my two points is also going to Boswell because <laughs> he, he he put up he put up uh, what nine points in the field the field goals yeah. and two fifty yards, mate. 250 yards, a 50 and a 54. I think his highest is 56 in Heinz Field, which is the record. Um, anyone who's counting out Boz doesn't know that he's the wizard. He's the wizard of Boz. He's just there. I did feel a, a, a turn in my stomach for the game winner just because I didn't think we needed to be put in that position, being down by so many points. It's different if we, if we come back to win the game to win it. If we're down by 10 points and we get a win field goal that way, um, yeah. your mentality is different. But being up by 14 points and then relying on your kicker to win the game, that was hard to see. I turned away when I was watching. I didn't I didn't want to hear it. Um, and luckily, we didn't get a call like the announcers. It hit the crossbar. You losers. It didn't hit the crossbar. Um, you know, uh, stick to stick to your day job and, and hopefully call. The, and the day job is being an announcer and hopefully call a better game. Um, my my Boswell, he, he gets two points. What about your number one? I, I don't know. I can't remember who your number one point was though. UJ <laughs> What, man,
1: three sacks, three three quarterback hits, one pass defense. Four, I think, individual tackles. TJ killed it. And, like, you want to give TJ more, but I can't give him three points every week. But you know what I love about it? And I almost gave him the Manly Award, but I didn't because I had to give the Manly Award to someone else who I thought deserved points this week. And we'll get there in a sec. But TJ Watt, Miles Garrett's not the defensive player of the year. TJ Watt is. Every single stat line apart from half a sack, TJ's well far ahead. And and this is what's going to be interesting because if I'm not mistaken, Aaron Donald last year had more sacks than TJ, but they almost had the same for like TJ had slightly more forced fumbles. If Garrett beat, let's say their sacks are almost level pegging with two. I used to be very interesting to see what the forced fumble difference is. if, If TJ misses out on the defensive player of the year award, because like i've heard different players in interviews talk about the fact that a forced fumble is more impactful than a sack at time because obviously you change it's a splash play you can get the football versus a sack you know you might kill a drive or you might you know force a, a long down but you're not actually necessarily being able to change the play so this season if if tj has got like three or four more forced fumbles difference to what the sack difference is between them and he doesn't win this award I'm never caring about the defensive player that, uh, award ever again because it, it's absolutely crap. Well, <laughs> then there was, there was, then, there like, was uh, crap
0: during the halftime awards, and I, I didn't know, I didn't understand that actually, uh, top fifty um, analysts or announcers or whoever decide the actual award. Yeah. So that I, I've actually put a few bets on, and now I'm feeling a bit, bit terrible because like if they're gonna, if they're gonna choose, I thought it was like a fan vote, like a, like a fans, and there was more of a committee, but fifty people to decide it. I think I think 25 or 25 so people went for Miles Garrett and one of the comments was was saying something similar to you know it Does, doesn't matter how many forced fumbles uh TJ Watt gets Miles Garrett will have more sacks and he still he still uh, he still get the reward I don't it's, agree with that it's, that's it's
1: absolute cra- it's absolute crap yeah like I don't- and also TJ steps into the middle more he has more pass defenses like ha- defensive player of the year award is not who's won the sacks it's yeah. Who's the defensive player of the year? To me, the defensive player is the person that gets the most hits that get, like, overall. Like, if you measure it on five things, it's quarterback hits, it's sacks, it's interceptions, if you have any, it's pass defenses, tackles for a loss, sacks, right? And maybe you take out quarterback hits and you, and you have sacks here, it's five things. And then maybe you count the tackles. TJ Watt is going to outdo Miles Garrett on those, all of those five or seven different stat lines. And I just think it's ridiculous that, you can argue that Garrett's
0: the defensive player of the year. He's not. TJ well, is mid, right now. Midway, they're calling for Garrett to be that to be that spot. Um, my one point as well is for TJ. Everything you said, I just like the, the bloke got three sacks uh, in this game, and he was a wrecking machine the whole game. And near the end, he closed the game out, so that helped us win. Who's your manly guy this week?
1: Oh, it's Big Ben. Big Ben. Big led Ben. That team. Yeah, there yeah. Big Ben led there that team. Uh, he deserved one or two points. I uh, just yeah, Big Ben. Really? he sat up there and he took it like a man when the when the the offensive line collapsed around him big
0: Ben well I think he got sacked four times um so I, I agree with that but my manly award this week is cameron, cameron Haywood um, oh good choice just because he's a he's a he's a beast he's a massive unit, he's, he's huge he's he's affecting the the play so much but I like that uh the interception he got you know it's kind of it's kind of forgotten because you don't, didn't see the ball travel 20 30 yards in the air. It traveled like four yards, got pinballed around, and then Hayward picked it off. You're like, how did the big man get that? You know, <laughs> so um, that was awesome to see. Who's going to be your coach in this in this in this win?
1: Actually, on the on the Hayward one. <laughs> Uh, my fiance, I was watching the game together and she was like, Look at him catch it, he's so happy with it! Yeah, like, like that's his only, it was his second ever. And she's like, Cameron A would only his second ever. I'm like, I know, like, and good to see him get one. He bats down all those balls, it was terrific. Uh, coach of the week, I think I gave it to Canada again. Uh, I think there you, go. you saw that it goes back to exactly what you, you hit the nail on the head the working in the wide receivers and the tight ends into the running game, frame that up with Najee, the way they started the game in terms of Najee running off that touchdown, the blocking that went through it. Canada is keeping this defense, their offense fresh enough that it's challenging the defense. And just think back, and it, and uh, Jeff Jeff Benedict wrote a really good article this week about the offense on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And I invite people to go back and look at it. And I compared this year with last year. I actually think people could be more optimistic about this season because the numbers are very similar. But can you imagine what it would be like with this rookie O-line Eichner is the offensive coordinator. Yeah, Mark's face says it all. And for those on the audio side, Mark's just grimacing. So Canada gets it again. You don't win that game with Randy Featner. You do win that game with Canada, as we did.
0: How about you, Mark? It's not as predictable, but I have to give it to the main man, Coach Tomlin, for the 150 (laughs) wins. And everyone, if you're on the – I'm telling you right now, I keep telling people, if you're on the fire Tomlin, Tomlin crowd, you don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. Um, this 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 coach this guy, Coach Tolman, has won 150 games. He's he's the uh, 20th coach in history to do that. Um, it's your chance to pick up your fan card because it's getting mighty muddy on the on the ground right now with a lot of people stepping over it. So it's your chance to pick it up because the Steelers are five and three on a four-game win streak. Um, we're winning games. What else do you want? Um, uh, you know, Dave had a massive rant. I won't go into that. I'll save my rants for the end of the year because then I can really put the facts. To figures and what's going on. But Coach Tomlin, mate, 150 wins. He's 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 got this team in control, and we're heading to another uh winning season. What more, what more do you want? We, we are one game away when we beat the Lions, or if we beat the Lions, first place in the AFC North. Trending up, he did a, a marvelous job. Who is your dunce of the week? And I think we have the same guy.
1: My he's <laughs> almost my dunce of the oh, he's not my dunce of the season. That's a keller with the spoon. Uh actually Ingram for leaving. Uh, at least a Keller spin might be on a winning team. Um, no, it's, it's Ray Ray. I mean, I, I have copped so much flack on this podcast, like at times from people in the live chat. Someone wanted me to go to the US and race them and like, <laughs> fight them in like football and try and tackle them and whatever. I was like, well, I think I'm half a shot. Like I've played, like I've played a contact sport for a long time, you know. I'm like, I've got almost two hundred pounds, and like almost six foot two. Like I think I can. Like you're gonna have to be really like quite quick. Like, but okay. But at the end of the day, regardless of all of that, the like, the point goes back to I'm not a fan of Ray Ray. I've never been. They're not gonna make a change this season. I'm aware of that, but like, I don't. I don't know where we go to from here.
0: long well, no I agree he's my dunce he's my dunce as well. Um situational football mate. Situational football. You're up by 10 points, you go down. You do not you do not fumble that football in that situation. He did. They scored seven points. Momentum changer. Um we've seen it in in, in history where the Steelers have had those those momentum changes and we won the game. So ray ray um you have to you know play better. You have to hold that football and not try so hard in those circumstances because If you you fumbled there, which he did, it was a fumble. I agree. Uh, They ran away seven points in the back of the game with, with, uh, and and then they got in front. So he's a dunce for me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I just, I, I, everyone keeps going on about this splash playability, the big return. I've not, I've never, I've never seen it. I'm sorry. I've never seen it. And he did do some cool stuff in college, but even when you look at a lot of the college highlights, it doesn't go more than 30 yards, which, hey, if you can do that every, if you can do that every return, that's very helpful. I just, I, I've not really seen it, you know, in the NFL, and I've not seen it enough to, as I said at the start of season, to take the spot that usually a rookie, you know, wide receiver might hold or a young wide receiver might hold. I just, I don't see how that's a smart use of, of funds or a position spot. But look, that wraps up part one of Steelers touch down under. I'm Matty Peverell with Mark D. Joining us for part two, we're going to talk this week's Lions game, Bob predictions, some audience Q and A, and really wrap up this preview to a really exciting matchup where the Steelers might end up topping the AFC North. If you're on the audio side, you'll need to flick over to part two. For everyone that's listening live right now, just hold on for a couple of seconds, and we'll be right back.